what is cooking, everyone, or should I say, what will be cooking on your barbecue this weekend? That's right. This weekend, it's Super Bowl Sunday, February 7th, 2021. I hope you're barbecuing. I know I am. I'm still not sure what I'm going to be barbecuing. You know, I'm, I don't have a big party. Yeah, I stopped having big Super Bowl parties at my place because I got too busy entertaining and I couldn't really enjoy the game. It was just one of those things where I would invite a lot of people on there, but I would have to talk to them. And then I miss touchdowns. I miss interceptions. I miss good calls. I just missed the game. So I, I told myself, you know what? I'm just going to sit back, enjoy it with my father, and we're just going to go and talk. Maybe we'll invite a few people over, but they have to really know their football knowledge. So usually I just invite a few people over, some of my close friends. I don't have those parties where I have 20 people or, or 25, 30 people over. Well, we can't have that nowadays because of COVID, right? I'm not sure if we'll be able to, but I'm th- thinking COVID's going to become a thing of the past by summer. A lot of us are thinking that. Um, the vaccines seem to be working. Our lieutenant governor came out with a plan and said, hey, you know what? By summertime, I think Hawaii can be fully open. That's pretty big news, right? I love that news because that means my wedding company can be fully open and people who want to get married can have those full-on, full receptions, gala weddings, where they can invite 200, 300 people. Oh, that would just be great. If that happens, I'll be very, very happy. But what I'm not happy about is what's happening up there on the hill with Congress, this whole impeachment thing, which will be on the front news probably in about a week because they're going to start going through this charade of an impeachment trial because it is just completely kabuki theater. And I'm going to explain to you why. So if you hang on, you got to do the thing, got to cut to commercial. And when we get back, I'm going to explain to you exactly why this whole impeachment trial is a big old sham. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So, look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So, visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Okay, I am back. Let's get straight into this. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm back. Let's get straight into this. You know, I have to really apologize. When I started this podcast, again, you know, I called it Barbecue to Movies because I wanted to talk about anything under the sun. I really didn't want it to become a political talk show, um, and I still don't. Um, I'll talk about a lot of other things like, you know, my biking techniques, maybe workout tips to... Barbecue, of course, barbecue. We gotta talk barbecue, right? But again, I called it barbecue to movies because I really just wanted to talk about everything under the sun. So on Wednesdays, Wednesdays I talk about weddings, and then on Saturdays I talk about screenwriting and story, and I do movie reviews um, and, and so forth. And I also teach screenwriting on the side uh, on this podcast when I have the time. But usually Monday through Friday, except for Wednesday, I'm talking politics, and it's just that. You know, I really don't like where this country is heading. And, you know, people may listen to me and think, Whoa, Steve, you're a, you're a diehard Republican. You're a di-. No, I'm not. I'm a person who has conservative ideals, but I'm very much an independent thinker. I voted Democrat. I mean, here in Hawaii, I voted probably more Democrat than Republican here in Hawaii. And I always try to vote for the person who will... I think will benefit 
I guess my town the most, myself the most. You know, you have to be selfish, right? Or our, our society the most, right? And the reason why I did go after Donald Trump, or I did actually, um, I guess, I guess vote for Donald Trump is because I really enjoyed what he stood for. He's an entrepreneur, very, very smart, extremely smart. Uh, if a lot of you don't know how hard it is to actually develop in New York City, it is tough just to pour concrete in New York City. Uh, I've been on, I've listened to a lot of radio shows where someone just says, you know, to, to actually pour concrete in New York City requires all of this government regulations to be kind of waived. Uh, businesses have to be, you know, all these businesses have to be shut down in a way because what happens is that you actually end up blocking up streets, blocking up businesses, uh, you know, and the unions all you know, are just fighting back and forth and just to pour concrete because everything is just so congested and next to each other in New York City. And if you can develop in New York City, you can basically develop anywhere because, again, there's so many strict re regulations and laws and everything. And here we go with Donald Trump being able to develop very successfully in New York City. And he was very good as a businessman. Yes, he went through bankruptcies. But we all do, both large and small. And myself, I went through one bankruptcy when my first company that company that I ever started, you know, basically failed. And that was partly because of 9-11, partly because of bad decisions that I made, and partly because of bad luck. But bankruptcy is just a part of business. Um, you, when you take a risk, you put everything on the line and you make the wrong bets. And it doesn't take it doesn't take much to go bankrupt when you own your own business. It just takes the economy just to flip on you. And in this case, it was 9-11. And in this case right now, it's COVID. So we're seeing, oh my God, like so many businesses go under. And one of my favorite places to eat called Kamak Attack, uh, my father and I went down there um, this past week and we're there and they're wrapping up everything. And we're like, and we're, we're talking to the owner. We said, he said, he just can't make ends meet. He said at the 50%, you know, 50% allowed here to eat and all that, the, the occupancy, we just can't do it. And we just can't pay rent anymore. That's it. So they said, you know, you know they're, they're going to close down. Maybe they'll open up, but not right now. And that's what's happened. Is it Trump's fault? <laughs> Absolutely not. The governor closed down his business. The governor actually made it so, hey, you can only have... 50 to 25% occupancy. Well, <laughs> if you do the math, even at his, at 50% occupancy, you can't pay the bills. The profit margin for restaurants are about two and a half, three percent And if you have two and a half, three percent I tell you what, you are kicking it. Usually it's about one and one and a half percent. The overhead for running restaurants is just so high. They may gross a lot, but they don't net a lot. All right, so net is after you pay off all the bills, all the taxes, all the utilities, all the salaries, all the health insurance. You have very, very little. And I'll tell you what, with Joe Biden, if he gets his way and raises minimum wage to $15 an hour, there's going to be a lot of restaurants that go under. If restaurants are told you have to pay $15 per hour, well, I'll tell you what, your prices that, the, that you'll pay at the restaurants, will that will go up and a lot of... A lot of uh, waiters or waitresses will be fired because they usually work basically based upon tips. And you know what? They may get rid of tips and just say, "Hey, you you get a standard fifteen dollars an hour, you know, um, uh, I guess charge here and no tips whatsoever." And some of these people who work in, say, New York City or big high end restaurants, they get up to like one hundred fifty thousand dollars in tips. Um, I know some people who work at uh, um, the Cheesecake Factory here in Hawaii, they clear six figures. They're making nice money. I mean, those guys are making really good money when they were like, uh, I, I don't think they're called waiters or waitresses. I think they're called servers over there. But I knew a, I knew a handful of them. Uh, they actually work for my company. Not work for my company, but actually married, married them. So they were clients of my company. Anyway, this entire impeachment thing, it's just a huge Sham. It is huge. Now, for disclosure, I'm not a lawyer, okay? I'm not a lawyer at all. I'm just a person who likes to barbecue, ride bike. I was a screenwriter at one time. And then now I'm a aspiring writer trying to get back into 
I guess, selling my own work through a new medium, right? Now, I'm not going to tell you what I'm working on right now. Uh, but anyway, with that being said, I know how to read things and interpret them. And so do you. Because if you're a critical thinker and you don't swear an allegiance to a certain party or not, you know, you shouldn't be anything. And you just look at this with an open mind. You just read it. You'll know right away it's a sham. Okay, so here's what Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6 of the Constitution says. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. Okay, very easy, right? Very easy interpretation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. Okay, so that's number one. If you want to have an impeachment, the Chief Justice shall preside. Guess what? The Chief Justice, John Roberts, he recused himself. He said, I'm not presiding. I'm not presiding. So you don't have the Chief Justice. That means you don't have an impeachment trial. But they're still going ahead with it. That's unconstitutional. It goes against Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6. I'm not a lawyer, but I know for a fact you need the Chief Justice, and he's not there. So who's going to be in his place? The President of the Senate. Who's the President of the Senate? Kamala Harris. So we're going to have Kamala Harris, a political hack, a woman who's really not accomplished anything other than what's on her resume. You know, resume looks very decorated, but you have to look into the details. She did not accomplish much when she held those titles. Second thing, and no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. So basically, they're saying you need two-thirds of Congress, you know, to, to vote for his impeachment. Well, they already held a vote. They didn't get two-thirds. So it's dead on arrival. And they still want to waste your time with this whole impeachment trial. We have a struggling economy. I mean, again, it, you don't have your chief justice. You don't have the votes. Why the hell are you going through this? To put on a show? Is that what it's for? That's what the last impeachment trial was for. In fact, they, they tried President Trump. Here's what they tried President Trump for. For trying to investigate Hunter Biden. That's what it was. He was suspicious that what was happening with Hunter Biden over there in Ukraine was very suspicious. And we know what happened. He got paid about $100,000 from Burisma for having no skill in energy, not even speaking, speaking Russian. And he got this. He got this. And his, and his father, Joe Biden, did a quid pro quo and fired the, the lawyer who was investigating him. So he wanted to see if, hey, you know what? This is something that we should investigate. And they, and they basically said, you can't do that. That's quid pro quo. It's quid pro quo because you actually, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to find, I guess, uh, what, what do they call that? Opposition research in, uh, into Joe Biden. Look how they spin, spun that, right? And we find out later that the FBI was investigating Hunter Biden. So... Donald J. Trump got impeached for doing exactly what the FBI was doing, to trying to get to the bottom of it. And you know what? We know for a fact that Joe Biden was actually looking out for his son. Looking out for his son, and was he profiting from it? We do know, we do know this, that Joe Biden, that, that, that um, Hunter Biden pays most of Joe Biden's bills. That the money comes in to Hunter Biden, and, and, and he, Hunter Biden pays the mortgage for all of Joe Biden's properties. He's like the purse. Very strange. And his brother has also been using uh, Joe Biden's, uh, I guess, uh, um, I guess uh, privileges as the vice president, as a senator, and now president. <laughs> you, you know... The liberals, again, I, I told a lot of people this in the last podcast. The liberals, everything they hate about Donald Trump, this character that they described, this character that, that enriched their own family, that worked with oligarchs, you know, that did, that abused the Oval Office, that was actually racist, xenophobic, and actually did things, passed laws 
to hurt black people. That's completely Joe Biden. But their hate for Donald Trump blinded them. And they voted for the person who they despised. And yet, and they're so blind, they're so angry, they're so disgusted by Donald Trump because they've been fed this lie by the media. And they're so entrenched and have dedicated their soul to hating conservatives, to hating Trump supporters like myself. Hating it so much that they can't see, they won't take their head out of the sand and say, whoa, wait a minute, what did I do? Who am I voting for? All, they, all I can see is, I pledge my allegiance to the Democrat Party. And that's it. That is completely it. I have to believe everything. And here's the thing. You know, if I always ask liberals, do you know any Trump supporter other than myself? The answer is no. And I said, why? He says, because we don't have friends who are racist. And then I said, well, I'm not a racist. You know, I'm, the further, I'm the furthest thing from racist. You, you know? And then they'll end up, end up unfriending me. <laughs> it's just crazy. Crazy talk. Now, <laughs> I was watching... Uh, what was I watching? I, I was watching... Um, Greg Kelly, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't watch the Newsmax, Greg Kelly, he used to be on Fox. He was a war correspondent on Fox. Finally, he got his own show over there on Newsmax. He's really good. So, if you have the opportunity to actually watch Newsmax, uh, you, um, uh, you know, you should check out Greg Kelly. He's really funny. He's a big Trump supporter. Uh, he's just fun to actually listen to. So he's out there. He ran an ad. Uh, that featured Joe Biden's younger brother. And Joe Biden's younger brother is advertising his consulting on diversification for companies. So if companies want to actually diversify, he is a, a non-attorney consultant working for a law firm. And he also advertises there that he is the brother of President Joe Biden. <laughs> now, what I don't understand what a non-attorney can do for your business, right? And especially when they're working for a law firm. <laughs> what should a non-attorney do? What is a non-attorney working for a law firm, making a commercial for a law firm? It, you know, there's, he's just writing on his name, right? You know, he is, um, I, I think his name is Joseph Biden as well. I think it is, I'm not sure. But he is the younger brother of Joe Biden. And what is... <laughs> diversification consultation. I mean, here, I mean, I run my company, right? And I, I'm very diversified. Uh, Dream Weddings Hawaii, uh, you know, we, we do photo, video, minister, limousine, everything. We, we're diversified. So is he going to come in and ask me, oh, is he, is he going to say, well, Steve, you should diversify more? Well, I already know that. But myself as my business, I should know how to diversify it because I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Why would I have to consult a non-attorney consultant on diversification. He didn't use the word ratio, but is he going to consult me on ratio diversification? So I should hire out my, my staff, you know, according to certain ethnicity groups. I shouldn't hire the best. But even then, why would I need to consult him? The real reason why, and I think the real reason why, is that you consult... Joe Biden's younger brother, because he'll give you access to his older brother. That's the only reason why you would ever hire this douchebag out. <laughs> he won't supply anything to your business. So an another new news-breaking thing I saw in Greg Kelly. This, uh, this woman, who used to be, I think she used to work for the uh, Security Exchange Commission. Now she's the treasurer appointed by uh, Joe Biden. She's the female treasurer, uh, I guess, in charge of the United States, right? It's so great she's female. She got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars by all of these big companies, Citadel, uh, all these big companies, Amazon and everything, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for speaking fees. You know, whenever you hear a speaking fee, and there are hundreds of thousands of dollars, like $200,000, $300,000. Bill Clinton talked to the Russians on business for $1 million 
gave like a 15-minute speech, $1 million. <laughs> All it is is a bait and switch. I mean, this is this should be so illegal. I mean, this is a way of like saying, I'm going to give a speech. I'm going to charge you for a speech. You just have to sit there and listen to it. And, you know, don't worry. We'll get you in on something. Because of, apparently you can't put on you can't put on the line item at the, on the invoice access. You can't put that word because that's what you're really paying for is access. We're gonna or favoritism, right? Or my favorite nepotism. So you have to put on there. Oh, I listened to a speech. I paid for a speech. Now both Republicans and Democrats are very guilty of this, right? And 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 I can tell you what. You know, when I used to work in the entertainment industry and ran like a 501c3 and we wanted to get celebrities to actually talk for us, there were speaking fees out there. And these were people who were not connected politically. And we could get them and they would cost maybe about $10,000, $15,000. And uh, there was a tour rider involved and there was all these things where we have to pay for the travel and the hotel, everything like that. But it was never a million dollars, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000. And a lot of times it's just $5,000, and especially if it was a, you know, even if it was a good cause, because these nonprofits, they had, there was a good cause, the celebrity still wanted to get paid five grand, 10 grand. And I kind of understand that because, you know, they are taking their time out of there and um, the nonprofit would get some type of, you know, benefit out of it to raise money because um, they'll, they'll get more sponsor, sponsorships out of there because they could sponsor their their fees, their talking fees. Other a lot of companies would, would pay off that sponsorship. That's why you have the five one c three c three status. Um, but anyway, you know, even to get a big name celebrity, or even someone like say Bill O'Reilly at his peak, it was maybe about I think eighty thousand dollars or something like that. And he would come there and speak, but then you would have to cover his air her hotel and make sure he get fed correctly and all those different types of things. It's only eighty grand. Right, and again, you can have your hotel sponsored, you can have your airline sponsored, and you can have like you know the some other sponsors like we'll pick up we'll pick up the speaking fee because again they can write it all off. But <laughs> these other companies, you know, Yellen and Bill Clinton and, and and Hillary Clinton and and all these other people, <laughs> when they give speaking fees for one point five million dollars, three hundred thousand dollars, and they're only speaking for ten minutes, and they're not the best speaker out there too. They're they're nowhere like. As far as they're not even close to entertaining as the other people out there. It's all a bait and switch. You're paying for this, you're getting something else. That's all it is. It's really all it is. So this Yellen person, you know, I forgot her first name. You know, she is, I think she has over a million dollars worth of speaking fees from all of these hedge funds. Now, isn't it very convenient that especially Citadel, who who is actually getting hit by you know by GameStop's prices, you know skyrocketing. They're one of the major companies that are getting hit, and she's completely quiet. And by the way, Joe Biden is is also completely quiet. I wonder why. You know, it's so easy with this whole Wall Street bets and GameStop uh, controversy. It's not even a controversy. It, it's so easy to see or, or to choose a side on here because it is a small retail investor who is sticking it to the hedge funds who are trying to crash a stock. That's the whole truth. Which side do you want to be on? If you want to be on the side of GameStop, you're on the retail investor side. If you're, if you're on the side of the small guy, you're the retail investor side. Who would be on the side of the hedge fund who's trying to put GameStop out of business? Why is it so hard? Why did Joe Biden say, oh, we have to launch an investigation? It's pretty easy to see. And Joe Biden, by the way, he jumps to conclusions really quick. He'll look at those, those insurrectionists, right? The quote-unquote insurrectionists and automatically call them domestic terrorists. And he'll automatically, again, label them insurrectionists when they actually are not. <laughs> Here's my other thing, too. We're talking about insurrection. If this was truly an insurrection, and this was truly an insurrection, this is probably the most piss-ass poor insurrection I've seen in my entire life. By gun-loving, you know, again, people who, according to Hillary Clinton, the right clings to their Bible and guns. 
for people who cling to their guns, they didn't, they did not even bring one gun to an insurrection because an insurrection is supposed to be an uprising against the authority of government. And by the way, you know, it's okay. I mean, to be honest, I think they, what they feared was legitimate because they feared what's happening now. You know, it's crazy. And this whole charade of having the military there, I mean, it's basically, again, it's all kabuki theater along with the impeachment, everything. It, you know, they're creating their own context, their own storyline. We're, we're literally, literally living in this world that the Democrats created of just fictional paranoia. You have to fear white supremacy. It doesn't exist. You have to fear cops. Cops are not out there to kill you. You have to fear the climate. The climate's not going to kill you. You have to fear Trump supporters. They're not going to kill you. They're not white supremacy either. You have to fear capitalism. No, you don't. Capitalism will help you. No, fear everyone except for the Democrats. You know, th this is what their narrative is. You have to fear. And if you're buying into this, you have to really take a step back. Take a step back and say, you know, is the story that the Democrats are selling me, is this true? Right? And even take a step back. If you're a Republican, you should always take a step back and say, is the story that the Republicans are selling me, is this true? You always have to take, take a step back, you know, figure out things that don't make any sense. Like when you watch a movie and say, hey, those things don't make any sense. Well, practice that same type of logic, that same type of critical thinking when these politicians on both sides, I don't care which side they are, when they open their mouth. Even if it's Donald Trump opening up his mouth, you, you actually critically and say, does that make any sense? I have. I've always questioned Donald Trump. I, every single time he opens his mouth, I question him. And then I say, I understand where he's coming from. I understand his argument. I understand his rhetoric. I understand when he, he exaggerates. And by the way, so do all the writers and, and all the media people over there on the left. They understand what rhetoric is. They understand, you know, these guys are very, they're writers like how I am. You know, they understand, you know, similes, you know, you know, exaggerations when you say, I'm so hungry, I can eat a horse. It doesn't mean you actually want to eat a horse. So when Donald Trump says, when I can go into, into the middle of Times Square, I can murder someone and, his and you'll still follow me because you're that great of a peep. You have that great of support, you know. It doesn't mean he wants to murder someone in Times Square. But here they are saying, oh, Donald Trump wants to murder someone in Times Square. And his supporters, he's saying his supporters, supporters are so blind, they would follow him anywhere. No, he's, he's just exaggerating. And that's part of rhetoric. That's what, that's what makes the English language or all language fun. That, that's what makes speeches entertaining. That's part of being comical. You know, if you can, if you're walking down the street and you say, man, I saw this kid and he ran straight past me fast as a lightning. And then New York Times will say, well, Steve Young said, oh, this kid ran past him fast as lightning. By the way, fact check, nobody can run fast as lightning. Steve Young is crazy. He, you know, he thinks people are capable of, of actually running fast as lightning. What is the fastest human that ever ran? Let's take a look at this. Let's talk to a scientist who's, who actually works in, in sports and ask a, ask, a, ask a track specialist how fast someone actually runs. And you make a whole news you know, piece about this over rhetoric. And say, that's a lie that Steve just told. This kid just ran fast as lightning. No, that's simple rhetoric. So when Do Donald Trump right there said, you know, right there on, on January 6th, he said that, hey, you know, these legislators should be like a boxer, but they're not, they're being like, they're not boxers. They're trying to fight with both hands tied behind their back. And we're just asking them to fight, right? To stand up for what is true, to stand up for what is right. That's what he said. And all of a sudden, 
he's getting impeached on that rhetoric that they twisted. So we're going to twist rhetoric and then impeach him on that and say, oh, you incited an insurrection without actually looking at the evidence. And by the way, they, the House passed him on impeachment. They rushed it straight through and they didn't even investigate it. Do you remember when they were, the Republicans were trying to impeach um, President Clinton? It was over their, or the Arkansas land deal. And then with, with their research, it, it took, because they had such a wide scope, they went into Monica Lewinsky, and all of a sudden it was about lying under oath, a process crime, which they created. I don't really, really agree with this, but all of a sudden it was about Bill Clinton lying under oath about Monica Lewinsky, and that's the reason why we're going to impeach him because he lied under oath, not about the other stuff, which is stupid, right? But it's true, though, he should not be, Bill Clinton should not be able to lie under oath. 100%. Both things are 100% true, but again, why impeach a president over a process crime? This is something you, you know, which he should not have been doing. But again, <laughs> you created the crime by asking of something very private that, that went on, even though it was very sinful and very much wrong. You know, I'm actually on Bill Clinton's side on that, in that case, even though he was wrong. I still think he's a pig. I still think he's horrible. But here's the thing. At least they investigated him before they tried to impeach him. Because that land deal was actually pretty bad out there. And it's pretty corrupt. It's very, very, very corrupt. They just couldn't, they just didn't think they could impeach him on that. That's what it is. And they found something else. So they went hunting. The same thing how... How, how, how Mueller and the Democrats went hunting for something, anything they could actually impeach uh, Trump on, but they didn't succeed. And how do you like that? They spent tens of millions of dollars trying to impeach Trump, and they couldn't find anything. And now we have this. On a second impeachment, no chief justice presiding over this impeachment, no two-thirds, um, I guess, vo no two-thirds vote. It's completely bogus. It's dead on arrival. It's actually not even constitutional. And Democrats are celebrating this as a, as, as, a, as a great moment. And you know what they want? This is just another way of rigging the election. Rigging the 2024 election so Donald Trump can't, can't vote. I mean, can't run. Why do you fear him so much? He's not that evil person. Do, if you don't believe me, do your own research. Do your own research. I would never, if he was the supervillain, the, the ultimate sin, you know, you know, represented white supremacy, took our nation down the wrong path, you think I would actually support him or my parents? My parents support him. So many of my cousins support him. We're all Asian. A lot of my friends, all Asian, we all support him. Everyone supports him. Everyone, all of my friends, again, most of them are all Asian because we live here in Hawaii, right? Some from Taiwan, you know, all different aspects. We're all business people. We support Donald Trump. We're not, we don't believe anything. And here's the funniest thing. When other people find out that we support Donald Trump, they say, how can you support someone who doesn't care anything about you. He hates Asians. No, he doesn't. And this is how blind they are. What has he done to hurt me? Nothing. He's made my business, my wedding business, great. He's made my friends very wealthy. What has he done to hurt us? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm Chinese. He calls the, chi the, the, vi the, the, um, the virus the China virus. It is the China virus. It's from China. It's not racist. Right? And Chinese, you know, we should, you know, we should all band together and say, yeah, it is from China, especially Chinese Americans. And by the way, I don't consider myself Chinese. I consider myself American. You know, my blood may run with China. That's where my heritage may come from. But I am not Asian. American. I'm American. 
As simple as that. So the next week or so, next couple weeks, you're, you know, Congress, they're just going to put on a show. That's all it is. A show of paranoia. And all they want you to do is get fearful, 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 create the conflict, this made-up conflict, this made-up fear. And again, everything, I would hate to say this, I mean, everything on the Democrat side is almost imaginary. It's so imaginary where they, they don't know what a male or female is. Like I told you before, if you can't tell the difference between a male and female, which is some of the most absolute type of common sense discussion we can have, you know, what do you have? What type of genitalia do you have? That really determines male or female. That's science. It's not based upon feeling. Now, people may feel that they're trapped in a different body, that they're actually lost in identity, right? And that may actually come down to their personality type because there are people, there is a personality type out there, mostly, mostly associated with artists who are always on the search for an identity. And they're always on search to try to find themselves. So maybe they may say, oh, I may be this, I may be that. Now, here's the thing. If you want to be transgender, we're fine with it. But then there has to be certain lines that you cannot cross. And there has to be certain things of common sense that you cannot cross. For example, transgender males should not be allowed to participate or, or tra transgender females, exactly, I'm sorry. Transgender females should not be allowed to participate in women's sports because it would be an unfair advantage. That's pretty common sense. We shouldn't be arguing about that. Trans, you know, tra transgender females, especially in in school should not be allowed to be to go into the women's bathrooms or women's locker room because what is quote unquote transgender female what is that now we do see some transgender females and they look my god they look incredible they look beautiful right they look better than some girls but then there's some people out there to say, hey, they have a beard and everything like that, and, and they're just a guy to say, hey, I, I identify as a girl. Why can't I go to the women's locker room? That seems kind of weird. And by the way, you can do that. Like if I wanted to, to compete in a women's um, lifting contest, I could just say, hey, you know what? I, I'm a woman today. And there have been men who have done this out of an experiment. Like men with straight-on beards competing in weightlifting uh, competitions just to say, hey, look how stupid this is. This is dumb. So there has to be some type of rule. There really does. You know, like transgender females, maybe they have their own category of sports or something like that. You know, maybe they have, you know, maybe even they have their own restrooms or something. You know, there, there has to be some type of middle ground that we have to talk about. We, we have to talk about this. We have to have a serious debate, a talk about, a conversation about this, and come up with a solution that may work for everyone. Because, again, you know, transgenders are humans. You know, I don't hate them, right? And they just want to be treated, again, equally with everyone else. And we have to figure out how to do it all together, right? We, we, we cannot take away from someone just to please them. We can't. But, again, all of these things... All of these uh, important conversations that we have to have, we're not having. And, and I don't know why the left, they fear conversation. They truly fear it. Even when it comes down to global warming, which is now known as climate change, right? And they can have it either way. If it's too cold of a winter, it's climate change. If it's too warm of, warm, warm of a summer, it's climate change. And right now the earth is going to be you know, either freezing to death or warming to death all because of CO2, and if we don't join up with the Paris Climate Accord, that's just the end of the world, even though the, the Paris Climate Accord allows India and China just to pollute the hell out of it until their economy starts going. What do you think about that? Right? And the United States has to give all of our money, uh, a lot of taxpayer money, all that, to the Paris Climate Accord so they can gallivant around telling everyone, you know, you should not carbon pollute. And by the way, the Paris Climate Accord also gets third world nations to agree to use very expensive green energy. Third world nations in Africa 
<laughs> which basically holds them back from developing. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And it just, the whole thing with Democrats right now, and I would even say Democrats, it's Republicans too. Republicans and Democrats, anybody who's been in politics as a, as a career, who has been there for, you know, longer than I've been walking. Like people are like, it doesn't matter which side you're on. They're both on the same side. And that's where you're seeing a lot of Republicans, um, you know, try to vote to, to impeach Trump on these stupid things because they see Trump as, as an outsider. And he is. And he's out and he can't be bought. He won't give these really expensive speeches. You know, people, the, you know, the, um, the big companies, Amazon, all those things, no matter how much money they give to him, they can't buy him off because he's a billionaire already. Well, this is what's happening, people. This is what's happening. I wish I had something better to talk about. I really, really do. Um, but this is what I'm passionate about now. I hope you're, I hope you're passionate about it as well because our country is undergoing a huge transformation. And it's not for the better. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, all right? If, you know, social media, social media is, is social media, right? It's social, it's people interacting, interacting very socially. And people, when you interact with people, people are rude, people are angry, people can offend each other, people can call each other names. That's... <laughs> That's kind of the basics of like, you know, interacting with people. That's why people get into fights. That's why people argue. But here we go with Facebook being the speech police and all of these guys, guys saying being the, the speech police, you can't say this, you can't say that, you, you can't say this. And all of a sudden, you know, people are getting censored, kicked, kicked off Facebook. And Facebook is saying, oh, well, we can do that because we have a speech code. So your freedom of speech, you know, is very, very limited on Facebook now. And then, you know, and then you, on YouTube, it's limited. And all of a sudden, if they say what you believe in is fake, like such as um, hydroxychloroquine, which we're finding out, by the way, it, it works, right? Remember that time it said, oh, it didn't work? Well, it works. And, and remember that time where the doctor said the PCR tests don't work? Well, the WHO said, yeah, I guess the PCR tests really don't work. Those, those facts were censored, even though even though doctors came out there and said, "Hey, wait a minute, we are we're frontline doctors. We treat people with hydroxychloroquine. We, the PCR tests are not as accurate as people say they are." These are people on the front line, the frontline doctors, right? Their video was censored by YouTube and also Facebook. And if you and if you shared their video on Facebook, well, your account could actually be suspended. How do you like that? How do you like that? That's pretty scary. And for the fact, here's the thing. They were right. These doctors were right. You have, you have um, some YouTube nerds back there you know, working the algorithm that said, hey, you know what? We're going we're gonna to suspend this because we feel that it's not right. So they're controlling free speech. They're, they're controlling the, the flow of information out there. They all hid Hunter Biden's um, laptop stuff. Any information on any information on Hunter Biden's laptop, they hid. So again, if you're on the left and right, you should be concerned about this because you're being fed a very edited version of the truth. Very, very much edited, a very cleaned up version. And if you just want to stick your head into the sand and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm okay with it," then you got you got some problems because all you believe in. Is a religion. And you shouldn't believe in the religion of the Democrats because they lie to you. They are habitual liars. That's all they know how to do right now is lie. They don't know how to actually govern. They don't know how to actually create a business. They don't know how to create jobs. They've, most of them have never run a business. They lie. You, you know, here's the biggest lie I've heard. This past week, John Media came out and said, conservatives are out there out there actually you know insulting John Kerry when he and his wife 
have built a very, very successful ketchup brand, Heinz ketchup brand. And to insult Teresa Heinz, who has, you know, worked her whole life trying to create this brand of ketchup, um, they should be happy for her because she's an entrepreneur. Now, that's the story they, they sold you. What's the true story? Teresa Heinz Carey married, <laughs> married the, the creator of Heinz Ketchup. That's how she got her last name. And she kept her last name, by the way. She kept the Heinz in there because it's so powerful. Right? And then she went after John Kerry. Very, very powerful politician. That's how they got. They're not, that's not entrepreneurs. That's marrying into wealth. In fact, that's the definition of white privilege. And here they go. The Democrats who are against white privilege are changing their story because they don't want to look as though they're actually privileged. Now, Teresa Hines Carey married into the Hines family. She took that company after he, he died and then married John Kerry. That's how she got it. That's it. That's a lie. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you the truth and the media told you a lie. But of course, you wouldn't know that whole story because if you just believe the media's lie, you'll say, oh, wow, she's just so great. I'm not even going to question her. I'm not even going to question anything. I'll just buy it. Now, on the same side, you shouldn't believe what, what, what happens on the right because there are... <laughs> There are some pretty big conspiracy theories. And I had this whole thing on YouTube, not YouTube, on my podcast that talked about the conspiracy theories and versus lies. They're both the same. They're both lies. But on the conspiracy theory, they tend to actually explain an equation, which is just a very good fictionalized story with very little plot holes. And that's why people start, you know, again, <laughs> again, thinking that these conspiracy theories are actually real. And I tell you what, these people who write these conspiracy theories, they should be actually writing screenplays because they're, they're, really quite, they're really quite good. I mean, the best one I've heard so far is that, that, um, that Donald Trump's son uh, is actually a time traveler who has actually come back, come into our time to actually, actually lead his father down the, I guess, the road to riches. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Baron Trump, the kid, is a time traveler. And they make this argument, and there are Republicans, there are conservatives who believe this. They argue with me, say, no, no, look at the picture of this, of this um, book that were uh, written in the 1800s, and lo and behold, my God, this, like, you know, this, the author looks, looks like Baron Trump, and it's a picture, looks like a picture of Baron Trump, too, and it's 100% real. And again, this author who made this, this like conspiracy theory, he really did his homework and he crafted a really good tale. But I'm sorry, I don't believe in time travel right now. I don't think people back then knew how to time travel. When I asked them, how did he time travel? That's one big plot hole, right? They're t they tell me, this is Republicans, right? You should not believe in that. It's all possible. Well, what did he have? Flux capacitor, DeLorean? You know, I have, that's the better question, right? And better question, some of these people believe that, oh, you know, some of these, these leaders, like they, they believe that, you know, <laughs> that Joe Biden is a clone and that there's a fake Joe Biden signing all these executive orders and, the, and where they're actually signing these executive orders is a movie set on Castle Rock. I'm guessing a movie studio in Castle Rock. I'm not sure if there is a movie studio in Castle Rock. I'm not sure right now because movie studios, here's the thing, they don't even understand what movie studios are. Castle Rock is an entertainment company which produces movies, all right? <laughs> you can move, they can use any movie set anywhere. They can be on Disney. They could be on Paramount lot. They could be on Sony's lot. You know, they just produce movies. And when you produce movies, you, you go on any lot. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no presidential set on the Castle Rock set. It's stupid. It, it, <laughs> they don't even understand, like, how to lie correctly. So when I ask them that, say, which lot are they on? <laughs> and which union members are working there? You know, you know it's like, you, you, if, if it's a soundstage, which soundstage are they actually on? Well, the one in Castle Rock. Which one? Like, I don't think there is one on, on Castle Rock. I really don't. I think Castle Rock is just an office. So they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Of course, they don't want to hear about it.
So again, this paranoia and stuff, I don't care which side you're on, you better step back. You know, really step back. If you're a Democrat, you step back. Republican, you step back. And you do your research. You really do your research and you do opposition research to make sure you're on the right track. Because if we don't, right now, our country is headed in two different directions and they're all based upon lies and conspiracy theories. And fiction is dividing our country. Complete fiction. Made up crap. You know, completely. When we should just unite at the truth in the center. <laughs> That's what it is. Just the truth shall unite us. But both sides are not embracing the truth. That's really what it comes down to. All right, people. That's it for my podcast for today. I hope you had fun. Uh, I'll try to get into other situations. Um, I guess other, not situations, but other topics, I would say. Um, I'll try to keep myself out of situations. Why don't we say that? And uh, I just hope I can you know, talk about something else other than politics. I really, really do. If you um, like my podcast, just follow me on, you know, uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google. I'm on, I'm on all of them. Um, I'm also on Anchor as well. And, uh, you know, if you have a voice, here's the thing. Um, if you have a voice, open up your own podcast. It's so freaking easy. And just go out there and just talk, talk, talk like how I am. And this is the way we have to get out the message. This is the way, you know, Shoot, I sound like the Mandalorian. But, but this is the way to, to do it. We can't do it out on Facebook. You can't do it out on Twitter. You really can't. You're going to get taken down. I write these nice paragraphs on Facebook. It takes me sometimes an hour to write these nice, eloquent things, you know, on Facebook and all that, where I sound like a genius because I can rewrite what I'm doing. You know, it's not like when I talk on here because I'm doing everything. I'm shooting from the hip, right? But when you're writing things, you can kind of rewrite your thoughts and make sure you, you know, you can, you can communicate in a better way. Instead of when I talk to you, I'm kind of talking over myself and talking in circles and, you know, everything, et cetera, et cetera. But I write these things on Facebook and lo and behold, boom, they just take it down. Because someone out there on Facebook, they just hate me. They report my thing as hate speech. And someone on Facebook says, oh, that's hate speech. Boom. Without even questioning, it's down. It's deleted. That's crazy. And I can't write, you know, you, you can't express yourself on Twitter with these like you know, little small like amount of like, I'm not sure what, their, what their, uh, their limit on characters are. But there's no way you can explain it that way. So if, if you have an opinion, if you have a point of view, you know, you know and you're, just open up a podcast. It's so freaking easy on Anchor. Jesus, I sound like I'm advertising for Anchor right now. I guess I am. All right. Okay, I'm up. I'm out. I got to go do my own stuff. I got to make a living. And I'll talk to you guys later.